Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 27th of January 2022. This is The Gap, episode 599. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Guro is here. Shorter podcast this week, Job, I think. Got a small feeling about this one. Uh, well, yeah, it seems likely. I mean, uh, especially compar- compared to like last week's. Which Four was hours we clocked ridiculous. in. Ridiculous. Uh, yeah, much more to the. Uh, smorter? Smorter? Shorter? Smaller? Smorter. Smorter. This yeah. week. Uh, yeah. Uh, which is okay. It's all good. Yeah. It's because uh, we've not played anything. It's, it's still high quality. It's about quality, not quantity. And I know our entire backlog of podcasts may have uh, made, you know, outside viewers think we're all quantity, not quality. But actually, it's all good. Just sometimes yeah. you get more quality. Yeah. yeah. And it's the story progression as well. Oh, like you when that. you started episode one. Yeah. And it just like keeps getting, you know, better and better. But you have to start at one. You can't start like... You can't jump in mid-arc. 500. It doesn't make no. any sense. It doesn't work. And part of that adventure is finding episode one. Episodes one yeah. through about like 17. <laughs> and if you do find it, let us know. Please let us know. <laughs> uh, no, I, I've actually got that one. The search um, continues. It's... Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure... Yeah, I do have that one. I've got two. Yep. And then we've talked about this before. And then it goes to uh, somewhere around about like, uh, uh, I don't know, I've got, I don't know, there's three and four, and then I'm missing five, six, seven, eight, nine, and then I've got 10 to 50. And then there's a bit of a space. Right. Uh, I have to check our um, our file server because I don't have them on my computer, but. Um, because like I've been moving them off my computer at some stage to the our file server, right? Because uh, like I, I don't need like four hundred gigabytes worth of podcasts on my computer. I suppose not. I suppose yeah. not. Not with that attitude. No. Because um, you never know. One day, when aliens come and they're like, "We want to listen to the best podcast in the world." Yeah. It's there. On the server. They can't so. find the Australian Gamer podcast. Bingo, bango. They've got the gap. Hmm. Which is yeah. what we always intended for this to be. Yeah. For aliens. A straight up rip off of the Australian Gamer podcast for aliens. Boomed them. We boomed them. Fuck you, Matt and Yug, you fucking slackers. Just if, uh, hey, if they've got anything, if they want to refute this, feel free to release a podcast to uh, to counter what I just said. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, anyway, not gonna happen. Um, uh. <laughs> video games. Shall we? We should start. I reckon with Rainbow Six Extraction because it's how we ended last week, right? And there's a okay. symmetry to that. There's poetry. It's like poetry. It rhymes. Yeah, yeah. Continuing from last week's story. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the the arc the arc links up. Um, Played some Rainbow Six Extraction previously late last on the week. Gap. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, and yeah, we were we were playing like you and me were playing. We were playing with JB. I played with some randos. The game what, was actually JB came playing? out. Oh yeah. Well, uh, he was. He wasn't doing oh. what he was supposed to be doing. Right. Like playing. Yes. Completing objectives. There. No. Failing objectives. Definitely. Constantly. Repeatedly. Uh, in a way that almost seems uh, on purpose. Uh, like he he sent us a screenshot of like in the Gap channel. Yeah, 
of like what happens now that everybody's dead or gone MIA and I'm like yeah that makes sense yep yeah I can believe that <laughs> I'm, I'm not surprised at all I'm not surprised <laughs> at all um, I get the feeling the game doesn't breadcrumb new players very well like maybe like I don't know I didn't have I didn't feel like I ever had uh, a- any real trouble understanding what I needed to do except for triangulation uh, in Rainbow Six. So, right. if you are jumping in late, uh, yeah. like a lunatic, Rainbow Six Extraction is a PvE uh, three versus AI uh, special forces operators versus aliens um, shooter from Ubisoft. It uses the Rainbow Six Siege engine. Uh, I find it quite fun to play, but it's not hyper compelling, uh, which is probably its biggest fault. Uh, it doesn't like doesn't drag me back in constantly. Or more, if I had like a more specific criticism, it's that uh, I don't want to play it with people that I don't know. Right. And so you got to convince people to play it with you. And there's been a game that's just been easier to convince people to play at the moment. So it's one of those things, right? Like it's easier to to lure people into play PUBG than it is to lure them into play Extraction. And so I just wind up. It's also that if if there's only two of you, PUBG is still good. But if there's only two of you, Rainbow Six Extraction doesn't really work because you've got to have a fucking rando. Um, so, yeah. You don't have to. You can still play with two You people. can, but it's, yeah, it's challenging. I mean, we, have, we never had any problems. It was harder, I felt like, when we had three people. Well, that's, yeah, because, yeah, well, because one of them was JB. <laughs> JB, just, I, I could not understand, like, I, I just, I was, I was flabbergasted. I was flabbergasted. He was like a mission failure machine. I've never seen anyone fail missions with such alacrity and precision. He was like some sort of robot designed to fail missions in Rainbow Six Extraction. And I'm not yeah. being facetious. He We were it. in like a Ryan Reynolds film. And we were the serious commandos going in, cleaning up the aliens. Yeah. And he was like the goofy third character. Yeah. That's there for the comedy. Although, instead of Ryan Reynolds, substitute yeah. in like Charlie Chaplin Borat. or something. Like, Borat. <laughs> 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 and, and, yeah, like, you know, still with the quips. Still good quips. So Charlie Chaplin, maybe not such a good one. Like, good son. But, you know, someone with good bands. Fucking Eddie Murphy or something. Like, not in uh, 24 Hours, but in Beverly Hills Cop or something. You know, like... Yeah. I'm fucking Judge Reinhold. You're... What's her face? Is Beverly Hills Cop 3 bad? I don't, I don't remember. I've not seen it in a long time, but I remember... I used to like it. Yeah, I don't... I used to watch it a lot. You watched but it a lot. But I don't think lot. it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Just like three, out of the three, did you watch the other two. <laughs> no, like out of three, I used to watch three a lot. You were just like, eh, I've seen. I don't. I don't need the fucking setup. Just get me yeah. to the conclusion of the trilogy, the grand epic <laughs> finale of this this momentous trilogy. 
that is the Beverly Hills Cop series. It's on my watch list to watch again. Of course it is. We should have yeah. a Beverly Hills Day, like Predator Day. Right. Right, where we just watch all the Beverly Hills movies. Yeah, and then finish up with 90210. 90210? How? Yeah. How? How? Because of the number progression. <laughs> that is so awful. That is so <laughs> awful. Um, anyway, so uh, yeah, it just like inexplicably because like some of the ways that he was failing his missions i could not fucking understand but like i do think that maybe the game doesn't do a very good job of like breadcrumbing new players and maybe uh i knew what to do because when i first played it, it was in a preview and when you do a preview you get all these like assets right you get like oh here's a how to play guy and it doesn't walk you through every single little bit but it does sort of like outlay everything for you. And if you only do the tutorial in Rainbow Six Extraction, when I did my preview playthrough, we didn't have uh, the tutorial. Uh, mm -hmm. we, we skipped straight through that shit, but there are VR missions. I did them all in, uh, in the review build. The review build actually comes with a, a guide that walks you through everything as well. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, there's there's one of those it, it's one of those things where I think maybe cuz yeah, triangulation still got me, right? Uh that one I actually understand how Johnny Bravo managed to fuck that one up. Cuz you find the thing in in yeah. Rainbow Six Extraction each mission, uh, each time you go into a zone, it randomly selects three missions and plonks the objectives around the map, randomly selects uh, enemies for you to fight, uh, depending on the difficulty you're on, and then uh, and then it sort of throws you into it to to complete mm -hmm. the missions. Triangulation is one where you've got to hit three different stations all at once, or basically inside of sixty seconds, you got to hit them all. Uh, so you hit station A, station B, station C in order inside of sixty seconds, and the very easiest way to do it is ha to have one operator on all three. Yeah, or it just scout the entire floor and find them all. Nice. Well, that's the second. That's the second easiest way to do it is to know where the fuck you have to go next before you start the first station. And the absolute one hundred percent guaranteed way to fail it is when you find station A, hit the fucking button, and then sprint for station B, wherever the fuck it is, because it does actually show up once station A has been activated. It will tell you where station B is. But if you haven't scouted it out beforehand, there's a very, very strong chance that Station B is in the middle of seven billion nasties. And uh, it's not going to be a good time. It's not going to be an easy fucking uh, thing to, to achieve. So that one, I get. Uh, the other one that he managed to fail real quick was uh, the Nests one, which uh, I actually, like, we failed in the preview session quite a bit. Uh, it's tricky uh once the nests are alerted they can't be unalerted um and you've got to sneak up on the the nests and then tag them with these tracker things uh prior to doing the nests mission i had explained to jb that you have to kill the nests to stop enemies from spawning uh so i sort of understand uh you know, in some ways, his 
uh, gung-ho attempts to murder every fucking nasty saw was the correct fucking like lesson learned uh, but it specifically did not apply to that mission and caused us to fail it uh, the other one what do we we failed the rescue mission that one's a bit rough on old JB uh, that one's pretty easy to fail if the circumstances can uh, converge against you you know, like uh, in, in our case, uh, JB, he sort of fired indiscriminately and uh, one of his rounds, because I was droning out at the time and I'd found the operator was supposed to rescue, one of his rounds pennoed a wall and triggered the, uh, the aliens inside the hostage room and they blapped the hostage. So uh, that one we failed. I could see, you know... I mean, it's still his fault, but I could see anyone could fail that one. It was just the way that he managed to fail them all so quickly, so repeatedly, so often. It was interesting. Yeah. Uh, and what was the other one? Oh, no, he just barely missed. Just barely avoided failing the Trap the Elite monster. Because uh, I told him to go and get ready to trap the elite monster. And then he went and hit the trap. And uh, we had to lure... The, we then had 20 seconds to lure the fucking monster in. Uh, and shit, it was close. It was close. We were, we were on the precipice of failure on that one. Uh, but we managed to get the elite monster in at the last second. Which was actually pretty high stakes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, it was, uh, I was having fun. It was just weird to see it from a different perspective, from the perspective of, and what I also liked is on Discord, as JB learned what to do, he got to see the other side of it. Right, because uh, on Discord he he was like, you know, oh, you can't play with randos, oh, you can't play this game with randos. As soon as you work out that they're no good, you just you just fucking extract and get the fuck out of there because they're no good. They it's just everyone in this game is an idiot, and it was like, oh, all right, so that's JB. That's what it was like playing with you. Mm. That was you were our rando, right? Except that you're not a random. <laughs> and and I, I like you as a person, but you're the worst Rainbow Six operator I've ever seen in my life. That's all it is. That's all it is. If you were in charge of special forces, the aliens would win, JB, is all I'm saying. Anyway, um, yeah, I was having fun. It does... I, I, I don't think they've released an update yet, but they have to... I honestly think they have to hit the panic button and change the fucking XP gain. On it, because I am still not quite. Uh, it's not twenty hours, but I'm still not quite a high enough level to do everything in the game, and that's fucking crazy, man. Yeah. Uh, like, and, and the fact that like each individual operator also has their own XP as well, and I've got a rotation of like four operators that I use at the moment. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, and then Maelstrom Protocol 
uh, it's a selection of six operators. And so there's a chance, right? Especially if you rotate through a couple of different operators, uh, like as a team, like I take Lion and you take Finker and JB brings Rook, right? And then the next mission when all of those people are fucking injured, we just sort of slot over one and I take Finker and JB takes Lion and you take Rook and then the next mission, I take Rook, et cetera, et cetera, right? What winds up happening is if only Lion and Finker are in the fucking Maelstrom Protocol, then whoever was taking Rook and has got Rook to, to level 10... Uh, but he's not available in the Maelstrom Protocol, has to take some fucking level one or two or whatever they've fucking managed to eke out, uh, which feels just completely unnecessary. The way they, the meta game of Rainbow Six Extraction is, uh, is probably its biggest fault, but I understand why they've done it that way. Like they need some sort of incentive to, uh, to get you to play different characters and stuff. And there is a bit of like... In my mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, well, why would you ever play such and such, right? Like, for example, uh, when I played in the preview, it seemed like Vigil was garbage, right? Because uh, at level one, he is garbage, right? But you get him to even just level three uh, and his, uh, his invisibility lasts a bit longer, um, and he's got a little bit more like damage suppression because he's in light armor as it is and they take a fuck ton of damage. Um, yeah, if, if you do just to level three, he turns into somewhat like those fucking nests mi nest missions. Uh, once, once Vigil's at like level five, if you get the nest mission, you just send Vigil in to do that shit because he can just invisible up and go fucking tap them all. You Like you and the other person... Uh, jump on drones and find fucking nests for Vigil to go fucking do. And yeah, there's this, there's this, I guess, immediate understanding that some operators don't have a lot of utility uh, that turns out to be untrue once they are leveled up to a point where they're fucking useful. But that just means you've got to play them when they're not useful for a bit like you just gotta fucking eat a bit of shit for a while and that kind of sucks that's not fantastic uh and that's one of the things that they could alleviate if they change the fucking xp game um but yeah i i honestly think they have to they have to do something about it sooner rather than later because that's the biggest thing that's holding it back really uh, in my opinion. That's why it's going to bleed numbers is because people aren't able to get to the fucking good part uh, without going through, without waiting through a bunch of shit, right? And it's, I don't know, it's 2022. People don't want to wait through a bunch of shit before they can get to the good stuff anymore. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, it's not a free-to-play game. Like Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's constructed like a free-to-play game and... Uh, if you've got fucking uh, Game Pass, then you've already paid for it. You've already paid money for it. So, like, there's... I don't know. I feel like you could immediately fall into the trap of treating it like a free-to-play game, but it's not. It's flat-out not a free-to-play game, and so... 
that's a problem. Uh, yeah, they got to they got to do something about it to to recognize to to show that they recognize that it's not a free to play game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I wonder if the solution there is something like as you're leveling up operators, you get some sort of XP pack that you can apply to another operator without like having to play them so you can still level them up or like i don't know something like that um because otherwise you fall into this trap of just being like well i'm leveling up these sort of small group of operators and they're you know so far in front of all the others why would i take the other ones on these missions when they're you know i'm running around with this one who has got faster reload speed and sprinting and all this other stuff that sort of comes as they uh unlock more perks for their character it's just like a starting back at square one with you know as you're further into the game um or you can go back to the start of the game and just start grinding again and i think that's where the yeah because you also you're also not able to really handle higher difficulties with this with level one operators because you don't have the damage mitigation that your main operators have like by the time you get to truth or consequences uh which is i think level 12 like overall level 12 or whatever it is um like that the default difficulty is the hardest difficulty um and you should have probably like at least one level 10 operator unless you've been spreading yourself out which in which case like fucking good on you but most people probably have one level 10 operator and one like level eight or nine operator as well and you need the that operator you need that high level to actually function in that difficulty because you're going up against the fucking the apexes and the tormentors and like loads of them and they take a bit more damage unless you're hitting their weak spot and all this kind of shit like there's mutations the nests are sometimes armored or the sprawl damages you when you walk on it and shit like that and you like you really fucking need to manage that shit pretty hardcore any mistake on a level one and you're downed and so, yeah, they got to do something in that regard. I think. I think. I think yeah. a pack to yeah, just cheat ahead three levels. Like, I don't think you'd do it so that you could just entirely level a character up. Uh, you shouldn't be. Able, I don't think you should be able to go all the way to level ten with like XP packs or something. But. Like to skip through the first fucking levels so you don't have to go back all the way down to the lowest difficulty. I think that's a good idea. That'd yeah, be a like some sort of XP boost pack yeah, exactly. or something like that. Yeah. You can apply to them and be like, all right, I can take them into this mission Yeah, and just get more XP. Yes. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Anything else you want to talk about on Rainbow? Or is that it? I don't think so. Um... I'm like I'm keen to check it out more, but like I said, it's it's a case of like it's one of those games where you gotta like you gotta get people in. You cannot play it alone, and yeah. it's so much easier to get p- 
people into something else at the moment. So, yeah. Um, right. Yeah, I haven't been playing a whole lot. I played um, God of War. I'm still sort of. I reinstalled it on my ex on my PlayStation, um, and just loaded up my save from when I talked about it last time. I think it was, it was sometime last year. I can't remember when. Um, mm. Might have been September, I think, somewhere around about then. Yeah. Um, and yeah, man, I, I spent a couple of hours the other day playing through. I'm, I'm like halfway through that game. I'll, I'll probably continue to get through it i sort of want to play the whole thing until uh to to be prepared for um ragnarok which is supposedly out this year end of this year sure um i think that game's like done 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 um really yeah and um so yeah i've been playing that um yeah it's it's such an excellent game i've also seen like other people playing on pc at the moment because they've done that big pc release and it just kind of got me like oh yeah i just want to jump back in you know sit on the you know the big tv with the hdr and sit there and play at 60 frames at you know checkerboard 4k but still 4k yeah um yeah and that game's it, it plays really well pretty easy to jump back in and just remember the buttons you know just looking at the controls being like all right yeah heavy attack light attack dodge that sort of thing. Yep. It's not a complicated game. Some of the other stuff to try and get your head around is there's a few combo systems in there. You're just looking at them, trying to figure them out again. Uh, but for the most part, like it's pretty, you know, within half an hour, I was back into the swing of things again. So, um, yeah, I'm just having fun again. It's a, it's an excellent game. If people haven't played it, you don't have a PlayStation. Um, it's on PC. Uh, I've heard the port is really good. Um, stuff that I've watched looks really good from it. And so absolutely recommend people check that out if they haven't yet. It's one of the best games of the last generation yeah. on um, on PlayStation. Uh, it just does really good things with story, um, gameplay, and sort of bringing that old character up to a different aspect of his life like it's a different it's an entirely different game if you played like god of war 3 yeah um it's such a different tone it's it's the different gameplay style it's like, like everything the dark about knight it is to, to batman right like yeah it's like frank miller's dark knight returns to to batman mm. like i mean like sure but sure. michael keaton's batman wasn't goofy no right? no i'm so like comics not like yeah nolan's right sorry okay i, I thought you're talking about the um the film like comparing know. yeah anyway i get you yeah it's it's a darker darker toned uh story a more grounded story mature grounded yeah yeah, yeah. it's good um so yeah, I'm just really excited for that next game um, to come out and, you know, just looking for something to play at the moment that I could sort of sit down and, because I, I, over the break I was playing like Cyberpunk um, and I spent a, like a shitload of, uh, 30 hours or something during the break playing Cyberpunk. I didn't talk about it last week because we've talked about it a bunch. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and you know that was that was really cool to play and, and I've been just looking for other things to sort of jump back into and just sit down every once in a while and 
check out and God of War seemed like that perfect time to sort of knock something out before the craziest craziness starts like next week or whenever things start releasing um yeah it's coming so. yeah it's coming uh so yeah if you haven't played it check it out it's it's on um i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure uh god of war is also playstation plus like one of those classic games that you can sort right. of just fire it up so if you've got playstation plus um they have a collection of their classic hits or whatever I, i'm pretty i'm pretty sure i could be wrong but i think it's one of those like bundled in there that you can sort of just play it so if you've got that absolutely check it out um and uh if you've got a playstation 5 you know i feel like more people probably have a playstation 5 with maybe a hdr tv than they would a computer that has a hdr on it monitor because the hdr monitors just aren't that there are monitors out there to do it. They're just not that great in terms yeah. of brightness and that sort of thing. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I'd probably recommend the PlayStation version over the PC version if you can sort of pick PlayStation 5 vers- version at least. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, there you go. God of War. It's it's uh, excellent. Um, what else do we have here? Black Mesa. Black Mesa. I'm still playing Black Mesa. Yeah. Um, it's interesting how much of Half-Life I'd forgotten. Uh, but but Half-Life turns into a bit of a fucking slog way before Zen. I think maybe part of what makes Zen so unpalatable is that you're like... Oh, oh I know I... Like, as I'm remembering playing through this game, um, I remember how done I was with parts of this shit uh, by the time I got to it. Like you just, it reaches a point where uh, it's just obtuse, right? Like there's, uh, there's, there's obscurity and then there's obtuseness. And I think Half-Life's level design reaches a point where in order to create a degree of challenge, uh, they delve into to obtuseness where they, what they're really doing is is just is obfuscating uh, what you're supposed to do on purpose to sort of to tr- to like in order to elongate the experience. You know, it doesn't feel like it's it's no longer good or clever level design. It's ne- it turns into just sort of Right, yeah, 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 I remember, like, this all landed on me when I reached the fucking, there's, I don't know how well you remember Half-Life, right? Because it's been fucking 20 years, 20, 24 years, nearly 25 years. Um, but there's a part in it that involves a fuck ton of treadmills. Uh, treadmills, conveyor belts. Conveyor belts is probably a better name for them. And... Yeah, I just I remember getting to this bit and just being like, right, yes, right, this bit is dumb and I know there's a fucking weird bit here. Um there's like a trick to this shit, but I can't quite remember the trick and I just have to try to fucking remember it. That's basically it. That's the fucking 
the juice of of an entire section is oh yeah something annoying happens here and so I, I reached the conveyor belt room and uh yeah just sort of had to fucking like it just sort of came crashing back into me i'm like this is like zen wasn't good and i still haven't reached zen by the way uh but zen wasn't good but uh what what made it not work was the fact that the like the lead up to it was just some of the shittiest parts of the game right so it sort of sets you off it sets you in like to feel i don't know like frustrated from the outset like it sets you up yeah. to not want to play more mm-hmm. uh and and that's basically the case going of 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 uh the last part of black mesa because it is it's not one-on-one but it's very close to being exactly like fucking half-life and i just i don't know it's just interesting remembering this shit because i'm just fucking uh done at this point yeah i don't know it's weird because i'm still having fun and it's got me feeling real nostalgic like i think the next game i'm gonna try and check out uh might be like arx fatalis i know there's a mod that makes it uh like play well on modern computers and stuff so uh and like at the same like as as annoying as i find these levels i guess the the other thing is that it's still like phenomenal the work that they did on like in black mesa they like they made these levels bigger like they wind out the loading rooms and you can also see how half-life was revolutionary as well because like these levels loop into one another on themselves and all this kind of shit and you're like wow okay but so there's a lot of nostalgia and a lot of fucking like yeah awesome but it's just mixed with this uh annoyance at the the tedium i guess yeah but yeah still going through it um yeah i can't imagine playing this game on fucking on hard oh it would be just like at this at the point that i'm at it would be so much more tedious i'm so glad that that, that i'm just fucking blasting through it but yeah anyway yeah. i'm on a mad nostalgia trip at the moment so uh yeah yeah anyway next Black up Mason. will be doom oh you reckon i was um, playing a doom mod uh a little while ago all right but uh i have not I don't, I don't yeah did i did i talk about it? i can't remember it was like a world war Two doom mod i can't remember hmm. maybe maybe um all right that's black mesa it's on steam you can check that out on pc it is. uh next up we got hitman vr um yeah this is the brand new update that's come out on pc at least um for the trilogy uh, one year after the release, the PlayStation exclusive, they've now dropped a bunch of new content for it. 
they've done a roadmap for year two what's happening in year two um but they are updated and added in their vr support for this and um yeah had a, had a chance to check it out both of us play a little bit of it uh i gotta say a little bit disappointing um underwhelming yeah it's it's very bare bones in terms of what it's doing uh especially when you look at all the other content that's sort of on the vr that you can look and have a like a, a, a some sort of benchmark as to like how other games have done things in the past um some of the the standout things for me were the um there's no like room scale in, in the um in this build so your body is sort of uh so w when you set up vr right at least on pc you've got a uh a space that you you should be inside of um so in my room for instance it's i don't know how big this room is uh say it's like 10 feet by 10 feet right and that is my box and i draw my box on the ground and i say this is in in not nonsense measurements yeah i don't know what that is um <laughs> yeah uh so you like draw a box around you to say this is my play area yeah. um and this is where i want the game to recognize you know where i'm at and and when you get into uh so like my oculus rift s if i if i'm walking around my room i have a headset on i can't really see where i am but if i get close to my my boundary that i've drawn it will bring up like a virtual room it, i'll be able to see my boundary and it'll let me know like hey you're about to walk into a wall or you're near your computer type thing um and so it allows you to move around a little bit in this space, uh, which you can use in tons of games. Um, you know, you're not just sort of moving your head around. You're, you can walk around a little bit and sort of reorientate yourself in certain directions and at least like, you know, take a step forward and lean, lean and look under the desk and grab something or, you know, things like that. Yep. Uh, Hitman VR doesn't do that. You are basically a static body in the middle of wherever it plonks you and your head is the the person basically and so whenever you move your body you're moving your head and you get in this weird situation where if you've moved too far forward or too far back your head starts to sort of like stretch a little bit and you can start to see your body um you start to leave your body a bit and that becomes a little bit disorientating so you've got to use your actual controllers to move around in the game um and so i switched it to uh there's like a snap um movement there's a bunch of different ways they use movement in vr games to make people feel more comfortable i don't use the the snap movement i use the smoother one where i can move around and that sort of thing that's how i played uh, a bunch of other vr games yep and um and so you sort of just get into this weird spot where you'll be walking around and your head is sort of floating away from your body a little bit and You've got to like reorientate yourself or center yourself. You can do that by like double clicking the button. It'll just sort of move your position back to where you are standing. Um, but that thing that that's I found that a little bit off putting when I was playing. I don't know. Did you find that at all? No, because uh, I don't do room scale VR by default. I do. Uh, I do. I don't know standing room only already uh, by default. So I, I, there is like some games 
still allow you to move around in the space like properly, even if you are standing only. Um, like, what's an example? Uh, Boneworks is a good example of a game that allows you to move around even if you're only doing standing only. I don't really have enough space. Uh, I do have, you know, an office that has space in it, but it's cluttered with shit. So, uh, yeah, kind of keep to where I am. I did notice that if you move around in Hitman, it, it sort of, yeah, you stretch out. But I'm, yeah, like I said, I'm already in a position where my default VR experience is stand in the middle of the fucking room. Don't swing yeah. your arms too much because you'll hit the bottles of whiskey and that's how it goes. So yeah. I didn't have too much of a problem with that. It, it felt felt like a game where you sort of, you don't even need to be standing, you just sit because it's not yeah. taking into that technology into account. Yeah. Um, so you can do that. The other thing that sort of was a bit off-putting uh, is the, the, the actual graphics quality in the game is quite low. Yeah. Um, I think the default setting is called like base setting and there is one higher that you can move it to. Uh, and even that is like not great. It's just, it's so like, I kind of wanted to get into this game and be like standing on standing in the middle of that first room in Dubai or like being in Dubai, this giant hotel, right? Yeah. The, the thing that VR does so well is the sense of scale, making you feel like you're in this, these locations um and i didn't get that from this game just because the 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 graphic settings are just so pixelated and so being in that you know being in the hallway the the staircase when you start in dubai and just looking around and being like i'm not really feeling this like because everything all the people were really like jaggedy and things like that and i just wish there was a setting to be like all right well your computer can handle this let's like really jack this thing up yeah. and make it a lot sharper and it just doesn't and so I think you lose a bit of that um, sort of sense of putting you in this world because you're like oh yeah this is a video game <laughs> type thing yeah uh, so that was a little bit disappointing um, and then the third thing that really brought it out to me was when I was doing the training missions in VR which I've done these training missions so many times in these games it's because they're always the same training mission this one is now in VR and yeah. um, uh, walking around and th the part where I got to uh, it, the training mission is on the boat right and I got to the part where um, you get onto the boat and I'm like mingling with people and I walked over to the bartender and there are all these bottles on the the um, on his bar and I tried to pick up one of the bottles and it wouldn't let me and I was like oh that is just so like immersion breaking because <laughs> yeah. I just want to pick shit up that is yeah that completely like pulled me out of it again because we've just played so many games where you can just pick up like everything and interact with stuff and just throw things around and you can absolutely pick up certain things in the game but they're all things that are interactable inside of hitman um and so like yeah just not being able to touch things was kind of it pulls you out of it and just felt weird it's uh it's an underwhelming port but i didn't have high expectations because i'd seen the playstation vr version in action yeah. so i sort of knew what was coming i knew it wasn't hitman 3 in vr 
right? It was a right. scaled back version of it. I didn't expect yep. it to be as low res as it wound up being. Um, like you said, the graphics quality is reduced. It is basically just they've managed to get the PSVR version working on PC. Uh, and and that's it. Um, so yeah, I don't have a... I, I had fun with it, but I went in there with adjusted expectations already. I, I knew what I was getting into. If yeah. I, th I think if you went in expecting Hitman in VR, mm. the Hitman 3 experience in VR, yeah, you might have been in for a bit of a, a sad surprise. Yeah. Um, yeah. I uh I I've I had fun with it. I don't know. I did I didn't like the tutorial mission because uh if it's I don't know. Well, I I definitely think it's not built for the original Vive, right? It straight up says uh the original Vive controllers aren't supported. Um Why is that? Is it missing a button or something? Uh, yeah, it's missing a a button and so like there's a bunch of stuff that like it's pretty finicky the way that you move you've got your left and right controllers right and the way you move is by uh, pressing up on the left pad yeah uh, and the way you select or change weapons is I think and this is another like, problem is that I couldn't find a fucking control scheme anywhere. But I think, yeah. based on experimentation, is by double-clicking up on the left thumb pad. I believe right. it's missing like a, a, like a direction or something. Do, uh, how many buttons you got on, on, on there? Like Three. is there two buttons? There's a grip. There's the yeah. menu button at the top. Yeah. There's the uh, Vive button, which is yeah. it can't be used. Yeah. Uh, by games. Uh oh, I just turned on my controller. It's going to turn on VR. This is going to fuck everything up. Uh, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not yet. No. I'll try and as long kill as the recording before it does going. it. As long as I can still hear you and I can see Audacity. Is yeah. doing stuff. Okay. You're in the meta world now. Uh oh. I've, I'm, I'm through the looking glass. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it doesn't have that many. It's got the grip button as so well. So, you don't have the two buttons on there? Two buttons. Like X and Y. Like a. No. Right. That's your problem. I got a grip. I got a trigger. I got the D pad. And yeah. you can click the D pad. And so, it does a uh, bunch okay. of stuff oh, that's okay. context, context sensitive with the D pad. Click this. Yeah, I can click that. So you're so, missing the... You can't really see. see two yeah, buttons? I don't have two buttons there. Yeah. yeah. So you've got to do a bunch of stuff that's contextually uh, based off the, off the D-pad and, and it's like left and right. And right is like yeah. uh, how you get through menus and shit and all this kind of sh stuff. Uh, and so to sprint, you have to hold left grip and press up. But if you... If you notice that you're not fucking sprinting and you try to do it again, but you try to do it too fast, it registers a double click 
and then it'll bring up the uh, weapon menu and then if you dismiss that quickly you'll just select a weapon and if you're trying to run past some guards and then you select a weapon and you draw a weapon while you're standing next to some fucking guards and you're not sprinting even though you're trying to then all that's going to happen is they're going to be very upset with you because you've just drawn a weapon and yep. there's no auto save or anything like that so you got to remember to fucking save constantly and so I just turned that mission into a bit of a tedious mess but it did have a lot of fun on the train mission which is the worst level in all of in the Hitman trilogy it is the worst level in all of the games um, just absolutely nothing Hitman-esque about it reminds me of Hitman Absolution just, just a terrible fucking mission not a lot of experimentation. It's a long fucking corridor uh, where you just murder everyone. But it's pretty good for fucking VR because, yeah, it's just about trying to murder everyone. And you've got limited ammo and, yeah, you just sort of fucking move through and get your kills and try to stealth and that's about it. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, interesting. Luke, yeah. you were talking about how you like to slap everyone, but slapping oh. doesn't knock people out. No, so you, I walked around the boat and just started slapping people, which is great because I don't, I don't know if you can do it in Hitman. I, I don't know remember. either. That's a good question. I think it's just punching people, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't think there's slapping. So but. I would just walk up and slap people in the face or like touch them, and they sometimes they'd be a bit annoyed, like it'd have the question mark above them, like "Hey, what are you doing?" Oh. And other times, like you keep sort of poking them, yeah, and they get upset and they get alerted. Uh, but yeah, I just walk around and slap people in the face. It was great, enjoyed it. Isn't that what you do in VR usually? Like you just walk around and slap people. That's actually not what I do. I, oh, I don't do weird. a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was good. I judge my VR games by how well you can slap people and how how how, how many bottles you can pick up. But oh yeah, like bottles and bottles slapping. are like yep. yeah. <laughs> That's why you really liked Boneworks because that's a slap happy bottle picking up fucking Fiesta. Yeah, it seems like the designers on Boneworks like literally designed. That was the core pillar of their design they were like two pillars slapping picking out bottles let's build a that's game around game. that that's a, those are our pillars i don't, I don't know yeah. other games are like story god of war's like story combat exploration it's no slapping no yeah, bottle no picking slapping. up no. yeah. zero out of ten uh Anyway, so yeah, I mean, like, it's a, you know, it does Hitman, the Hitman game in VR, it just doesn't do it that great. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's fine. Um, but I hope they release some sort of update, some sort of patch to be like, all right, here's another level above the graphical setting that, you know, really fire it up and take advantage of some of that hardware if you've got it um, and tinker around with things because it's really like, you can't even sort of go in there and be like, I want to change the, you know, the texture settings or anything like that. It's kind of just like you press the button and off it goes. It's like, cool, here we go. Fire it up. Um, so yeah, a bit disappointing, but otherwise, uh, you know, it's Hitman. So there you go. Um, okay, we've got two more games here. Um, one of them is a game that you forgot from last week that Good. I remembered... Point. I'd, I'd seen you playing it and then I was like oh we didn't talk about this 
It is Superland Six Inches Under, which is, it's not really a sequel. It's more like a, uh, it's like a spin-off version where they Superland was sort of made by, uh, or designed by one person, right? Made by one, um, one guy. Got super successful. Superland yeah. got super, super successful. Super successful. And, and they ended up um, bringing on a bunch of other people on board in order to get them familiar with the tools that were used to make the original game. They sort of had like a game jam type thing and, and got them to make some stuff. And it turned out the stuff was really interesting and cool. So they turned it into a game, a fully fledged game. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and this is what has been released. I haven't played any of it, but I saw you playing it. Um, do you want to talk about like what superland is yeah so if you're not familiar with superland yeah one guy made it um and it is a first person puzzle platformer with uh some light combats some light combats not really a lot of combats uh, i wouldn't play it for the combats uh, but it's it's sort of a, like a, a metroidvania type game where you're rolling around you're this little fucking this little dude uh, the I believe you're the Red Prince, uh, and you roll around this uh, this world, trying to uh, to make it so that the Blue Kingdom uh, are cool with the Red Kingdom, and the I guess the key conceit of it is that it all takes place inside like a a, a sandbox, and so it's it's all very Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Uh, once you realize what's going on, uh, like you can sometimes look up and you'll see this fucking, this dead-eyed kid uh, who's fucking the size of Galactus hovering over the top of you, reaching for some shit. Uh, and, you know, things are made out of like stuff you'd find in the sandbox. There's like a, a giant sand bucket or, you know, some fucking toys and lego bricks and shit all over the place and that's sort of yeah the whole world is based in in your shrunk down version and uh six inches under sort of takes that and runs with it like takes the concept and runs with it you are the blue plumber this time uh and it's more superland uh not as much superland i don't think uh, I played way more. I played like 30 hours of Superland and I finished six inches under in 10 hours. Uh, so nowhere near as much Superland. Um, but yeah, basically the, the same concept. But as, as Luke said, uh, they scaled up. So the first game was made by one guy and uh, you know this because when the game ends... Uh, that one guy sings a weird German song while the credits play and the credits are literally him listing every role and his name underneath it. Uh, so, yeah, when you the credits roll on Six Inches Under, uh, it's not the case. There are a bunch of different names because they've yeah, scaled. And they're all singing. Uh, I don't know if they are all singing. I wasn't paying that much attention um but yeah basically they did a kickstarter for superland 2 
and scaled up as a result of the success of that Kickstarter. And uh, yeah, this was basically practice work to get them into the, the mindset to make a Superland game. Uh, obviously, I'm a fan of Superlands. I backed the Superland to Kickstarter. Uh, I'm not thrilled that this was $29, which is what Superland costs. If you haven't played Superland, I would highly recommend that over this because this just feels like a cover band version of Superland. It feels like... Uh, and not even like, yeah, not even as good, you know, not even as long uh, or as there's some, some, what made Superland so like work so fucking well is that there was a, outside of a couple of puzzles, there was a real consistency throughout it. Like you always, always had the tools you required when you arrived somewhere or if you didn't, it was very obvious. If you didn't have the tools you required to solve a puzzle, it was very obvious that you didn't have those tools yet and you would come back. Whereas here, one of the, the ways they've gotten around not having those things, uh, not necessarily having all the tools, is just having a radio that tells you you don't yet have the fucking tools required, uh, which feels like a cop-out to me and, and doesn't really work for me. Um, there's quite a bit of content after you roll credits, uh, but I just found that I like wound up beating the final boss, and I was like, "Wait, is that it? It's over," which is a bit disappointing. I continued to play afterwards to try to find some more stuff, but I just didn't care <laughs> all that much, uh, and yeah, uh, which is a bit disappointing. I would I would get this one on sale. Uh, whereas I would pay full price for Superland. Yep. Um, it's not Superland 2, flat out. Uh, they say it on their Kickstarter updates um, that they're still in the planning phase for Kickstarter 2, which is I found disappointing, even more disappointing. Superland 2. Hey? You said Kickstarter 2. Kickstarter 2. Superland 2. Uh, yeah, yeah. E even more disappointing because fucking it was supposed to be out. Superland yeah. 2 is supposed to be out in June last year. And now they're saying they haven't even fucking started work on it. Mm. Uh, it's feeling very classic Kickstarter, really. You know, like, oh, okay, so I paid for this fucking thing. Cool. And now it turns out they haven't even started work on it and they've made this other thing and they're selling this other thing, this completely different other thing. Mm. Awesome just feels shitty it feels super shitty and they should have seen that coming um yeah so that's disappointing if this is some sort of fucking experiment to get the team up to scratch on making a superland game then fucking kickstarter backers should not have had to fucking pay for it at the very least um but i don't know that anyone should have paid for it like if they had the money to scale up their team then release or like at least release yeah. it as heavily discounted considering it took me less time to finish this than it did. To, I suppose probably 10 hours of my Superland playthrough are from the first DLC. So it took me as long to finish the, this as the, as the DLC. 
It's just, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Annoying. Disappointing. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I haven't checked it out. I just I thought I'd wait and see what you thought before I jumped in. Um, all right, so that's Superland six inches under. You can grab that on Steam as well. Yeah. Lastly, we got one left, mm. uh, and it hasn't been uninstalled, Job. It is PUBG. It came fucking close. I'll tell you what, it came <laughs> real close a couple of times. But it is PUBG, and it remains on my PC. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I've spent so much time the last week playing PUBG. Me too. Yeah, you've spent way more than me, I think. <laughs> uh, probably. Probably. Does it tell you? Is there like some way to see how long you've spent recently? Uh, I know when I go to the page, it tells me when other people have played recently. Oh, yeah. So like yeah, I if I if I look at your name, it, uh, it's not there. So I have no idea. Wunderbar. Excellent. It says Luke, 29.6 hours played recently. Hmm. I don't know why you're not there. Why aren't you on this list? You've unfriended me on, on Steam, I guess. Are you not on Steam at the moment or something? I'm on Steam. You're, not on, you're on Steam. I am on Steam. Weird. I don't maybe know. I've, maybe I've privated that shit. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you're not in this list. Um, all right. There you anyway. go. 20 hours recently. Uh, 29 hours recently. 29. Is that like the last two weeks, I guess? Two weeks, yeah. Right. Um, but anyway, so uh, yeah, been playing more PUBG, been playing a lot of PUBG, got some good wins, had some very frustrating losses. Uh, yeah. I could, I like, every now and then, I will get a big fucking kick in the fucking pants reminder of why I stopped playing PUBG. Uh, but I think if I break down the biggest reason I stopped playing PUBG, it was hackers and then not able to get an Aussie server. Yeah. And then not, not being able to get an Aussie server was one of the main ones because we were playing in Southeast Asia with a hundred and something ping. Exactly. Yeah. That was the biggest one. Didn't want to do that. Um, so yeah, but hackers was the reason that the OC servers like died out in the first place. Yeah. I haven't seen one yet since we've played. Yes, you have. You definitely have. You're just not able to recognize fucking hackers, Luke. You're not able I to can. fucking tell when someone's fucking you hacking. You think everyone's hacking. I absolutely do not. I have seen so many fucking hackers in my life that I am able to recognize both the fucking obvious hackers and the very subtle hackers. I'm very capable of this thing. You... You are like, well, if they're if they're not aimbotting, they're not hacking. There's one type of hack in Luke's mind, and it's aimbotting. And if they're not aimbotting, nobody's hacking. He's just like, no, it makes sense that that person supernaturally knew exactly where I was and tracked me through the fucking uh, dirt and then shot me as soon as I poked my head up. That's that that's fine. They didn't lock on when they shot me. There was there was recoil and they missed a couple of shots, so they're not hacking. Um, but anyway. So, definitely been hackers, not loads. I've literally seen people get removed mid-match, which is promising. Um, yeah. A positive thing. 
But uh, yeah, it was like the the key thing that made me stop playing hackers having to play on SCA servers. And then uh, after that, it was the myriad weird design choices that the PUBG Corp kept making uh, while creating, while updating the game. The bad map design and uh, weird choice, uh, weird additions that sort of divorced it from the original intention uh, that the game set out to be. Uh, that I just didn't like. Uh, so, uh, yeah, every now and then I'll see a hacker and that reminds me of that. Uh, I have not had fucking any SEA servers, so that's fine. Uh, but I do wind up on Sandhawk more often than I'd like, which is I don't ever want to play Sandhawk. And uh, I did have a, a game... I'll tell you, I, I gotta tell you about this fucking game. Holy shitballs, this game. Ontago, which is the map that I played last year when they introduced the respawn effort. Uh, they gotta yeah. fix, they gotta, it's inexplicable to me that they have not fixed respawning or coming back into the game. It should not be a single map thing. It should not be executed the way it is in Tago. That's ridiculous. Um, Apex nailed it uh well sorry apex had a good swing at it and uh warzone nailed it nailed the concept of bringing players back into the game they fucking killed it when they when they brought out the gulag and the fucking the buyback system it yeah. fucking it's fantastic right it, it keeps players invested for the rest of the fucking game uh but Tago has it. I tried it out when it first came out and I wound up quitting because Tago is exhibits some of the flawed map design uh, that Sandhawk sort of underscored to me, um, which is just flat areas with zero cover uh, where you just, your only option is to have picked up smokes earlier or just fucking die, right? Not hope they're not looking your way just fucking die right it's it's basically a big stretch of fucking land where the game designers are like you fucking dunce did you not you didn't fucking pick up more smoke you only picked up three smokes you stupid piece of shit you what you really needed that extra fucking energy drink instead of the fucking fourth smoke you fucking moron well die then die cunt and that's what happens. You fucking run out on a beach and you fucking die because, woo, that's it. Or the the other thing is like they've done so much to fix Erangel's uh, problems, right, between the fucking islands where if you can get trapped on one island uh, or the other and you just sort of fucked. Uh, but Tago, no, it's just sort of a de design philosophy. So this game, right? It's me, it's Dr. E3 Money, it's Zeopatra, and it is Grey Squirrel. And we're all teamed up. We're all playing together in a squad. We land in Hosan, because of course we fucking do. Because anytime I pick where we're landing and I'm on, when we're on Tago, I'm picking Hosan. So that's where we're going, right? And if nobody's going to pick a spot, then we're going to Hosan. 
I like Hosen. It's got good fights. It's got good loots. It's got good stuff. Anyway, we land on Hosan, but we're late. And uh, this other team lands just before this, uh, before us. And these dudes, I've rec I recognize their names. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I recognize their names. And uh, you see them like in the final circles a lot. And they're a pretty good team. And uh, yeah, they're doing well. Uh, they've been doing well for a while. Clearly played a lot. They've all got fucking those player cards Chickens. that say they're level 500. I'm, yeah. I've played the game for... 1100 hours and i'm at level <laughs> 190 or something so uh if it's a linear progression system right if if the levels are linear if you earn xp for whatever this level uh, leveling system is linearly then they have played at least 2700 hours of this game so that's a lot they've played a lot of this game anyway uh, we managed to get into some buildings, but we're a bit split up, uh, which is never ideal. They are they land earlier to try to get weapons to shoot us out of the sky, and that might be our only saving grace. Is that it puts them, it splits them up as well. They're not all on top of one another, and it gives us a bit of an opportunity uh, to to loot. So I loot up, uh, Squirrel loots up. Drew is getting jumped. Uh, Zio is trying to cover Drew. And Zio gets downed. Now, one of the things that happens... Oh, and one of, one of these four dudes gets downed. And one of the mm -hmm. things that's happening here, right, is that Zio and Drew are downed, but they're not out, right? D-B-N-O, right? So... That's that's different, right? Usually, what you see a lot of is people will just fucking blap immediately, right? Uh, they'll they'll down you and then they'll immediately secure the finish if they're yeah. able to. Uh, philosophically speaking, I do not like that style of play. I think, right, if it's the first fucking fight, right, just leave them to get back up. There's no way they've got the self AED. So just leave them to get back up. If they, yeah. if they, like, if their team wins the firefight, then do it to it, right? Yeah. Then they, they they've also to... changed that mechanic a little bit. I think they've given players more damage reduction, and, and there might be like invulnerability frames or something to stop you from just continuing to shoot the player. So it takes a lot more damage to yeah. kill someone now when they're down. To when the game, you know, first came out, we played it for that first two years. Yeah, because you could just like literally just hold the button down yeah. and finish them pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, you're not encouraged to to thirst players all the way down, uh, which I agree with personally. Uh, I think is a good thing. Uh, and Zio has a real problem with with the thirst play she hates it when they fucking when they go ham and finish players off who are downed uh mid-match mm. thank you um yeah she hates it and what happens is uh screws down someone zio and drew are down 
And Zia remarks, she's like, oh, wow, they didn't finish us off. That's really cool. Something like that. I don't remember the fucking exact words. Uh, I'm not a fucking, <laughs> not a transcription machine. Um, yeah. As soon as she says that, Grey Squirrel turns and murders the dude that's downed on their team. Like, giggles, audibly giggles, and just fucking blaps this dude. <laughs> and naturally, what happens next is they turn and shoot Zio and Drew. They finish them off. And once one of them finishes Zio and says over voice, over all voice, says, tell your mates to not fucking flush. Again, maybe not verbatim, but that is essentially the fucking the message, right? Mm. They're annoyed because Squirrel literally just did what they weren't doing. They were like everyone was cool in this situation, and Squirrel just fucking shits his pants laughing while he fucking ruins everything, right? Absolute dick move. Anyway, so it's Tago. So they go to the fucking respawn island. It's all it's actually not that bad. As long as our entire team lives, it's not that big a deal. Uh, which is I guess maybe some a mitigating factor. But now it's me and Squirrel versus three of these dudes. And we actually managed to like dismantle them. Um we don't get all four of them. That's the tricky part. Because uh, they managed to go to... So if you get all four of them before they go to Respawn Island, uh, that's it. They're gone. They're out of the game. It's not that big a deal. Uh, if one of them's still alive, everyone who is on Respawn Island gets to actually get a chance to come back. We don't manage to get the fourth guy. When they realize that we're actually fucking doing them, that they're actually outmatched by these level 100 dudes... Um, they like one of them just piss bolts, which I think is probably the smart play. Um, and as far as I can tell, based on what I saw on the kill in the kill feed, I never went back and watched the replay, but as far as I can tell, based on what I saw in the kill feed, all four of them made it back into the game, uh, off the respawn island. On our end, only Zio makes it back in. Drew and Zio are spawned on opposite sides of respawn island. And uh, they aren't able to come, like, to team up, which is always challenging. And if you don't make it off Respawn Island, that's it. You're out of the game, which is disappointing. Uh, Me and Squirrel, Squirrel and I, holy fuck, one of these things. So they land behind us. You come back in from Respawn Island with whatever you picked up on Respawn Island. They land behind us. We're running into the circle. Fucking Squirrel, it's... If if Johnny Bravo is a Rainbow Six Extraction mission failure machine, right? <laughs> Grey Squirrel is on some sort of fucking any percentage speed run to get me to uninstall this game. That's That has to be what's going on, right? So first of all, he shoots... He unnecessarily pops the fucking uh, finish. And then, while we're running through an open fucking field, getting shot at... <laughs> Getting sniped. He's... I'm like, we're running to a truck. He stops and turns to start fucking shooting back in the middle of the fucking field. 
We're running to a fucking truck. Holy shit. I'm like, where the fuck are you? Get in the fucking truck. I'm getting shot in the truck. I have to hop out of the truck and run around the fucking truck. Well, because he's fucking 50 meters behind me. He hasn't been running to the fucking truck. He's like, oh, I thought I'd, you know, I thought I'd shoot them. I'm like, motherfucker. Why? Why would you fucking shoot them? With like, we get in the truck and we fucking leave. We're in the middle of a fucking field. Like, they've got trees and shit. They're on a mountain. They have the high ground. We can't win. Get the fuck out of here. Nah. Anyway, he finally gets to the truck. Somehow they haven't popped the wheels on this truck. So we managed to get out. Trucks drive like shit uh, in Tago. They're not like utes or something. They're these fucking, those weird, I don't know if you've ever seen the electric delivery truck that, they, that they've invented for China, but they're a nightmare. They're, holy shit. They look like, they look like a regular, like, truck, like a flat-nosed truck, but, like, scaled down so that they're tiny. Like the smart car version of a fucking semi-trailer or some shit. Like, ridiculous. Anyway, we're in this thing. It's fucking terrible. We're still under fire, obviously. We managed to get to this house somehow, right? Just barely. Zio. Right, she doesn't land anywhere near us, but gets in a car and like fucking rolls. Apparently, I wasn't watching her fucking screen because I was busy with my own shit. But according to the commentary from Doctor E3 Money, right, Zio is like doing fucking barrel rolls the entire way. She must have like a wheel out or some shit. But apparently, she hits every jump and flips the car like six times on her way over. Manages to get to us somehow. We've got a great position. Right, we're on this map, on Tago. Uh, the way the the map set out, uh, it could go either way. There's like this giant body of water between where we are and where where the um, like circle is. It's sort of s centered with this giant body of water uh, just south of. Let me bring up a bring up a map just south of uh where, where's the fucking huts just south of Yongcheon. uh and we can get to this fucking uh this bridge on the the right hand side uh -huh, but otherwise yeah the circle giant body of water between us and the other the other continent we just have to pray the circle centers over our side. Naturally, it centers over the other side. Basically, it centers on palace. And so we have to get out of the little compound, the shithole compound we're in. We have to make our way over to the other fucking continent. And the way Tago was made is there's like a beach. A single beach. And the rest of it's cliff faces. But otherwise, it's this single beach that people can walk up and the beach itself is about fucking 80 meters of wide open space, completely flat, wide open space where people will just fucking die. Uh, and then the cliff face is basically a shortcut way to fucking die on a fucking cliff because you can't climb up over the circle. Which is exactly what I was talking about. The shitty fucking map design. Just like I understand. Oh, but that's it's realistic. Like nobody gives a fuck. Right? They don't want, nobody wants to die in the fucking water because they can't climb a fucking, can't scale a cliff. 
That's fucking idiotic. It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, so knowing that our two options are a beach where everyone will be looking and murdering us or trying to get over to the one bridge that exists, I'm like, okay, we've got to leave. Let's go. And I, I then said that for the next, I don't know, two and a half minutes while Zio and uh, Grey Squirrel attempted to snipe people who were behind us, right? And every like 15 seconds or so, I'd be like, okay, that's it. Now we have to go. We really have to go. We had to get over this bridge. And they'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they'd start shooting behind us again. Uh, and then obviously the circle started coming in. So the circle starts coming in. We don't, we can't go. We can't go onto the fucking bridge anymore. It's, it's done. That option is gone. And a new option is to drive a car into the fucking water and maybe scale the cliff, right? Uh, Zio and Drew both believe there's a chance that you can climb this cliff somehow. So that's it. That's our new plan, right? Uh, it's not like the other 40 cunts on our side of the fucking water aren't also going to be trying to do the same thing. So we're going to be climbing cliff while fighting. Don't worry about that. It's fine. We're going to do this. We drive. We're in the car. We're driving across these fucking fields, right? And this is verbatim. Okay? This Because this has been seared into my brain. We're driving across these fields... And Grey Squirrel says, what does F do? And then he like cuts himself off from saying do. And then he goes, oh. Because <laughs> he's thrown himself from a fucking moving car while the blue is chasing us. My gut instinct is sadly the protection of my teammates. So I hit the brakes, and I should not have hit the brakes. I should have just fucking left him. I should have left him. If I was going to do anything, what I should have done is turned around and run him fucking over. But <laughs> I should have at least left him. Instead, I hit the brakes. It's a mistake. Uh, we get shot up by this uh, this player who's who's hanging out near the road for whatever reason. I don't know why. He's not in the circle. He's, I think he's, he's just waiting trying to get for people to jump can. out of the car. Hey. He's just waiting for people to jump out of a car. That's it. He's like, he's like, I've got one chance. Uh, someone, for some reason, throws themselves from a fucking car, and I can steal that car. That's my one chance. My path to victory is very narrow, but I know what it is, and I will go for it. Uh, so anyway, he he gets Zio. Unfortunately, I get him. I can't get Zio up because the blue's here. And so my new option is... Oh, our car's all fucked up. So my new option is to... Yeah. Run into the water. Uh, it doesn't work out. It doesn't work out for me. Because uh, the beach is fucking... 16 kilometers of flat sand with no cover. And so... Yeah. I die. And uh, I was legit... I went like that was my last game for the night. And I was I was gonna uninstall. I was like, that's it. I think I'm done with PUBG again. 
That's not the game's fault, though. That's Gavin's fault. That, that is that is Squirrel's fault. <laughs> Which is the you only reason why Gavin. I didn't uninstall it. That's the only reason, because I'm like, okay, I'm being unfair to PUBG. That one's not PUBG's fault. I'll go back in. I'll give it another chance. Maybe it will be better. <laughs> and then you get sent off. <laughs> <You're like>, All <laughs> right. <laughs> we're we're Fucking, done. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, though. Squirrel's defense for pressing F, right, mm. was his keyboard's too sensitive, right? But that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't matter how sensitive your keyboard is. Don't you press F. It. Just never press F. Like, don't even lightly brush it's Like, well, Why is he halfway pressing F? Right? You know? Oh, my God. Well, you know, I, yeah, I had to be ready. I had to I had half actuate all of my keys at all times just in case, in case I need to do something. Yeah, I need to open a door Mother or something. Fucker. Motherfucker. <laughs> anyway. Uh-huh. So that was the closest I came to, to uninstalling it. That was very upsetting. Uh, yeah. I've like, you know what I like? Do you know what keeps me coming back to PUBG? The unspoken communication. Right, because I've noticed that the in-game communication is still kind of shit. Like in my mind, what ha- what what's supposed to happen is how it works in Warzone. Right, when I press the fucking ping button, whatever I pinged will ping. Right, but what happens yeah. in PUBG is about fifty percent of the time it doesn't actually ping, and I have said nothing, and so I've got to fucking say. Like, literally say everything. And that's been an adjustment that I have not been doing very well. Uh, like, an adjustment I haven't been making as well as I should have. But, yeah. Like, I, in my mind, I'm like, but I fucking pinged it. And then I look on the fucking map and my ping's like, I don't know, 16 fucking kilometers away the last time I pinged <laughs> yeah. something. I fucking, yeah, you ping like a tree and it's like somewhere like, else. Yeah, or like a level two helmet that I pinged back in fucking... Hamusa, I'm like, oh right, so I didn't ping. Good, so I didn't say anything at all, and that's good. That's good. That's great. That's great. But mm. I noticed how you and I, right, do these wordless like flanks where we both know what the other one is about to do, and that fuck, that's cool. That's that's cool as shit. Because when we we're playing fucking duos, like I don't, I don't know if we said much of anything most of the times throughout our games we just fucking did shit it was good it was fun i mean i played i'm a i play a different style to like i don't like sitting in a fucking window yeah and looking out of a window especially if we're in a compound like i'll sit outside of it because it's just like you instantly give somebody a like it's like a, picture, a window it's literally a, a window, window to shoot yeah. through yeah yeah <laughs> and so like it's so much easier for someone else to shoot you out of a window than it is for you to shoot somebody else that's out there who is in this giant area that could be behind any tree or like looking out and so i, I don't like that stuff and you know especially like if someone someone says someone's over here and but you can't see it because you're in a fucking window and yep. so i like to sit outside of it and then when we get into an area i like to flank around and do all that sort of stuff but 
um, yeah, I just play a bit more aggressive. Like when people get knocked and we don't move, that fucking pisses me off. <laughs> oh, like, I know. Yeah, we... All we, of a sudden yeah. it's, it's four on three or it's four on two. You've knocked two people, but nobody moves. And it's just like, all right, why are we... Like, we should be like moving around and trying to finish. And then I'll... Like we were playing a game the other day and it might've been yesterday we were in Roshock and we knocked these guys like four or five oh, fucking one, times and they were true. knocking they just kept constantly knocking me out because i had nothing on me yep. and i was just trying to get info and nobody moved i'm like just like fucking flank them or something and we all end up dying because they just kept reviving themselves that was frustrating uh yeah because yeah. I, I i had a shotgun uh and not not the not the dbs shotgun which apparently has range of eight thousand kilometers some sort of yeah. beyond visual range shotgun. Uh, no, I had the old pump action. It just wasn't, I wasn't able to fucking pull it out. Uh, Cause I was standing next to you. Um, but yeah, we just couldn't fucking like, we couldn't fucking get the shift going enough. Uh, Cause we had them outnumbered. Like uh, at the end, there was only one of them fucking left. Uh, that was frustrating. Yeah yeah um but we played a bunch yesterday like i'm I'm definitely feeling like i'm getting back to working out how the guns work at least with the ars i'm feeling a lot better with ars snipers i'm struggling with still a lot um yeah. i've sort of switched to like m24s or car 98s at this point and even like there were shots yesterday last night when we were playing i just like easy shots that I would just miss. I just whiff it so badly. Um, but we played yesterday, and like a lot of yesterday. And uh, like most of our games were in like top five, I'd say. Like yeah. most of them. Um, and you compare that to like where we were two weeks ago yep. when we sort of first jumped in. And, and, and like every couple of games we were like getting knocked out straight away yeah. or something like that. Like at least we're getting back to a point where we can win fights at the start of the game. Winning 50-50s um, and stuff, you know? Like, yeah, that's what it is. The is. I'm backing my... I now back myself to actually win a gunfight uh, that started at the same time. Whereas mm. last week, nah, probably not. Probably not. Uh, I would not. I if if I started a, like if me and a dude faced each other in a fucking hallway, I'd be like, "Well, I'm dead." But it's no longer that way. I'm actually winning those fights now, which is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah once I start getting to a point where I'm getting kills again properly, consistently, yeah, I think uh, things will change. We'll get back to where we were, but yeah, like a lot of top sort of five finishes yesterday um which has been good like slowly getting there and the thing is like you're seeing a lot of the same people still playing and so yeah. <laughs> like some fights we've taken and we've won against people that are really good yeah um so we're like making good decisions sometimes and other times just fucking terrible decisions <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know what we're doing yeah um anyway so yeah Play, played a, a, a shitload of that the last week. Um, it's been fun getting back in there. What At was, least for service, 
servers are popping, which is good. I'm making I'm making a video. I was making a video before we did this podcast. Uh, that uh, <laughs> that I I I find very amusing. I don't know if it's going to pan out as amusing as I f find it, but uh, basically, you can uh, if you double tap F next to a downed character, you can pick them up. Right. <laughs> yeah. and it's fucking right. incredible it's incredible uh, me and Heath were both running around like we had a fight on Sandhawk uh, landed on like Camp Bravo I think it was and uh, down two of them and me and Heath just picked the dudes up and mm. you can't ADS while you're yep. doing this but you can sort of like you bullets hit them before they hit you the pan yep which has like an arc and does damage in the arc will will hurt you if they pan you but if they shoot you it will hit the person before it hits you and so you've got sort of this fucking body shield that you're running around with uh carrying this person it's got to be dis, dis like disoriented i've never been picked up but yeah it's got to be disoriented uh and uh yeah so yeah we were running around with these these human shields which was pretty good but uh yeah yesterday on tago heath gets knocked and like he's free like it, they should have been able to finish him easy and it turns out there were two teams and they were both racing to get the kill on him one of them knocked mm -hmm. him and the others were trying to get the fucking finish so they could snake the kill and uh they both started firing at basically the exact same time uh, and I was hiding in this like fucking crevice and I managed to pick him up and save him like out of nowhere. It was fucking magical. So I'm making a video around me being Heath's hero. Yeah. And the uh, thing I like about that is the fact that you can just pick up enemies as well. Right. And so you could actually just steal a player. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like weird... I, like there's not a lot you can do with it but the idea that that is in there and you could be like run off with another player's team member right and sort of even interrogate them or something <laughs> right like we were trying we were trying to like ask them what the where their teammates were because they were like we downed three of these dudes uh in camp bravo and like picked them up and were like where's the fourth where's the fourth yeah. So, like if you could put them in a car, that would be shit. amazing. Holy shit. Like like you knock a guy, someone comes in with the car, you pick them up and you put them in the car and just leave. And you're like <laughs> it would and be you take them to like a, a house where you can interrogate them. Oh my gosh. Um Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Um anyway, uh, anything else you want to add about PUBG in here? Um, about it for a while. I don't think so. Uh, no. Yeah, I can see. Like, I mean, I, I get the feeling like it's coming, right? The uninstall is coming. Uh, I'm still having fun. I'm having fun. You like, just need to stop playing with with Gav. Uh, it's got to be it, right? Like, he. <laughs> I swear to God, he is attempting to get me to quit uh, quit the game. Like, some of the he he did it again. He jumped out of the car while I was driving again. I cannot believe, like, like it wasn't a one-time thing. 
right? But jumping out of a moving car accidentally without being tricked into pressing F the horn button, which is still one of the greatest pranks I've ever seen. My favorite fucking video. Um, yeah. Pressing it accidentally by accident, just sort of goofing, right? That's not a one-time thing. That's a zero-time thing, right? For Squirrel, it's a two-time. He's done it twice. Holy shit. Inexplicable. Holy fuck. Out of control. Anyway. Uh, but yeah. Having fun. I What I've I enjoyed the most is on our Discord, we will just have like load. Like if we've got four people, just join. And we've been like mm. splitting teams out and having multiple duos or having like two teams of three. We had a, we had a showdown in Cow on uh, Sandhawk. Uh, who is who is that? That was was it was you and me, was it? Or was it me and Cleb and were you there for three V three in Cow? Okay, I don't know. It cool. was I think it was maybe it was me, Cleb and Heath versus Squirrel, Drew, and Zio. Maybe. Mm. I don't know. But there was another one where it was you, me, and Heath versus must have been Kleb, Drew, and Squirrel. Because I blapped Squirrel. Maybe it was Zio and, instead of Kleb. But yeah, blapped, blapped Squirrel because he was looting in my house. It was just like, yeah, I'll just go loot. Right? Inexplicable. Um, and then we sort of, we like exited the town and we, we saw them getting run up on by another team and we couldn't get a line on Drew and whoever the third was, Zio or Cleb, but we, we could see, uh, this other team. So we, we shot the other team. <laughs> we were like their guardian angels hmm. saving them from this other team, but it was really just, it was really just postponing their demise at our hands. We were basically just, hey, no, other team, you don't get to kill them. We're the ones who are going to kill them. Uh, and unfortunately, we did not get to kill them because of the way the circle fucked us. But anyway, it was pretty entertaining. Yeah, we just had, well, we've had two teams of four, I think, so far. Yeah. Uh, it's good. Yeah, we just make room. Yeah. It's good fun. Yeah, I'm just looking at my stats in uh, in 2018 when we were playing. Uh, we went through a phase where my win percentage was 29% with a kill-death ratio of 4.7. Damn. <laughs> so I don't think we're ever going to get back to that spot. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but um, like you, you look at it at now. Sorry? How are you looking at that? Oh, the PUBG... Uh, .op.gg the stats right um, you can look through seasons so like back uh, when this yep. started tracking stats you know we played th this is like 123 games 28.5% um, win ratio on squads uh, duo my win ratio is 27% uh, kill death ratio is still pretty high like it's above 4 Whereas now, like trying to get back into it, my kill death ratio is uh, 2.3 yeah. uh, with a win percentage of 10%. We're in the top 10, 70% of the time. It's just like the, 
getting uh, fighting those last couple of teams we need to get back to i don't think we're ever going to get back to a 30 percent win ratio unless we keep fucking playing yeah uh, like a lot <laughs> like another thousand hours yeah. 800 hours yeah exactly because um, that's how much we played it back then but yeah uh I mean, i'm still getting used to those guns and i'm like i'm feeling good with the m4 now i'm, I'm able to do stuff with that ak feels good again and that's all i can run around with at this point um yeah so yeah anyway we there had that go. win last night with uh, Cleb and Heath. That was pretty good. the one down in the school. At yeah. the school. We should have lost that so hard. Yeah. Holy fuck. Uh, me and Heath drove up to this building and we just got fucking... Well, Heath got hammered. I managed to get inside. But Heath got fucking downed. And uh, they, they threw C4 down. C4 is a, an addition I haven't seen much of, but Luke loves. Anytime he sees C4, he picks it up and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to use C4. And all I can think of is, no, please, don't. Stop it. I, I, I don't know how it works, but it seems to hurt me every single time it's deployed. <laughs> it seems to it blow me. my ear is out. Because <laughs> it's oh. fucking loud. Like, PUBG is the loudest game you've ever played. Oh, and then you put Lord. C4 in there and you're like, holy shit. Why? Why? Is this some sort of, like, is it... Is PUBG like by big hearing aid or some shit? They're like, we want to deafen as many people as possible to force them to get fucking hearing aids. Uh, but anyway, they threw C4 down at us. Uh, we're hiding under these stairs. I hear the fucking C4 beeping. I'm, I'm like, Heath, you got to fucking crawl away, crawl away. And he like crawls as far away as he, he can. The C4 still hits both of us. It does half damage to me. It nearly takes Heath out, but I managed to get him back up. We both heal up. We're both stuck in this fucking house. You guys are sniping them up on the roof, making noise while we're like crawling up, or crouch walking up these stairs. Heath has some theory about if you crouch and press walk and lean at the same time, then you can't be heard while walking. Uh, okay, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know if there's anything to that. Uh, I was trying. I was trying it as much as I could, but it was a weird button combination. You holding C and control and then Q yeah. and then yeah. W. F12. Fucking, I've only got so many fingers. But um, yeah, we get up the top and we engage with these dudes. Uh, drop one. They throw everything to try to stop us from, uh, from flushing. And uh, yeah, they managed to work. They're, they're holding us on this stairwell. Another team comes in. And I swear to God, I think if this other team hadn't come in, uh, we might have been in trouble. But the, yeah. one of the other players, he's in full ghillie. He manages to down me. Um, Heath claps him before he can get the finish. This dude thirsts on the stairs. And because he's thirsting, Heath just fucking blaps him. Um, I heal up. You guys, at that moment, come in and blap his teammate. So Heath doesn't finish that guy. And uh, yeah, he dies. The dude's on the fucking stairs. Oh, there's only two of them upst uh, upstairs left. And uh, yeah, you guys managed to like simultaneously. I actually watched the replay on this shit because um, I was looking for the replay of me saving Heath's life. So I watched the replay <laughs> on this shit. And uh, you guys... Like you and Cleb, literally at the same time, like like 
some Rainbow Six shit. Just fucking open a door and fucking blap both of them at the exact same fucking time. They just fucking crumple dead because they were trying to see us. They were, they were looking for us, me and Heath, down the other end. From there, like all, all, all that's left is to kill everyone else in the fucking server. Uh, I managed to get an AWM uh, off Gilly Boy who downed yeah. me. And, uh, yeah, just got, I actually had a fucking good one with the old AWM. I had a fucking decent run. I only had a yeah. six by on it. Um, couldn't find any better scopes. I thought someone would have an eight by, but no, nothing. Watching the replay back, uh, I only missed two shots out of the 20 that I took. Uh, but one was on a dude who had a level a full level three helmet uh and so it took him to a bee's dick of health and he managed to live i thought i missed but no he managed to live because i fucked up his helmet um everyone else every other almost every other shot i hit the key one the one that worked uh that may have actually saved us was uh this dude and me counter sniping at one another just and yeah. then I'm like, hang on, no, Job, okay, neither of you hit each other, but you have an ADWM. Put your fucking cursor where he's going to put his head out again. Let him hit you and just wait. And that's basically what I did. He leaned out, he hit me in the chest, and I just fucking aimed down the sights, waited for him to come out again, and then blapped him. It didn't fucking matter because I, I know the ADWM is going to get the one-shot kill on the head or at least the down. Um, and yeah, that was it. And then the, the final dude had like just gone, he was, he was hiding behind crates. So one of the things on Tago <laughs> is it drops like yeah. 15 fucking crates for some reason. I have no yeah. idea why, but he's like lying down behind these fucking crates. He was on a sliver of fucking health, uh, after I jumped him or after like, so he's already pretty low. I run he up on him, someone. but I didn't know which fucking box he was behind. And so I'm looking and then I see him and I only got one bullet into him before he downed me. Oh. Uh, and then you like lobbed a fucking nade and it bounced off a box behind him and rolled basically underneath him and he was dead and we won the game. Yeah. Good stuff. That was pretty, yeah. that was good. That was good. I thought we were going to be in trouble when we got to, because I went, I left the school and went down further because there were two guys or there was a team at the wall shooting you guys or something. Yep. So I was trying to get over there to shoot them. And so I'm firing on these guys and they're firing back at me. And we need to run in and there's one rock, like one big fucking rock is cover that's in and I'm like, we're done. Like, we're so <laughs> yeah. done. We've got, we've got teams everywhere and there's <laughs> the, all of us behind this one rock. Yep. And we managed to take out the guys to our uh south this little like south east-ish i guess and uh and then the circle moves again and it's like in the middle and i'm like we get to a point where there's not there's like all of us are up and there's i don't know like three people left and i'm like we just have to run out and yeah. just shoot people like just take <laughs> the shots because that's the only way we gotta get them and we ended up like getting the guys on the right hand side of us and then we got the guy behind the rock and then that was it. It was yep. like, all right, we got this. This is easy. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. So, yeah. Yeah. So that was like our 
one of our last games I think we played last night. It was. Um, all right, there you go, PUBG. It's back for the moment. We're still playing it. Servers are popping if people want to jump back in. Yep. Uh, which is good. All right, let's do some news. Um, we've got uh, here, Microsoft is buying Activision Blizzard. What the fuck? Yeah. I think we can talk about this every week from now on. From, for, like forever? <laughs> Just every... The rest of it. Every week we'll bring it up. Yeah. Um, we've got a, a couple more details coming through this week. Um, this is obviously for the, the massive $68 billion deal that they've done. Um, this, this news in particular is about Call of Duty. Uh, they had some information come out recently saying that Microsoft will be working with PlayStation on at least the next three Call of Duty games. Um, so this year it'll be Modern Warfare 2, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> the stupid naming convention we're going with now. Yeah. Um, the sequel to Modern Warfare, the reboot, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and then the next uh, game for next year, the next Treyarch game. Uh, and then after that will be Warzone 2, um, which will be entirely uh, current gen and PC only. Yeah. And so they're the next three that they've got under contract to be on PlayStation. No idea what happens after that, but we were talking about this last week, like what happens to Call of Duty. I think the smart decision with this is to keep it, like, just keep it. <laughs> I don't think you you pick up that series and like take it off of playstation i mean they may do it eventually it's that i think the one case where this does happen is if call of duty turns into a game where it's out every three years then maybe that is something where it's like only an xbox exclusive but as a yearly sort of annual franchise i don't think you take it away it just makes too much money on that platform you, you just wouldn't. You absolutely wouldn't. Uh, but adding adding Call of Duty to Game Pass, I think that's yeah. enough. Honestly, I think it's enough to make it worth the purchase. Mm. Uh, to bring like, people over. Yeah. Like that's enough to... It's not exclusive, but it doesn't need mm-hmm. to be exclusive. Right? If, if all you do is incentivize people to buy into Game Pass, that's what they're about. That's the Microsoft business model. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's yeah. enough. Um. So yeah, not, not really surprising news here. I think uh, the, the I guess the three Call of Duty games um, have leaked a bit, a little bit. Like this Call of Duty Warzone Two stuff. Some more information's sort of come out about that. Talking about like um, uh, the way they're going to handle that game, and I think they're smart decisions. Stuff that really sort of put me off in terms of warzone was the annualization of warzone integrating with whatever they were doing that year and so like having to implement all of these weapons or new gadgets and things like that into the current warzone just i felt like become a mess and i would say from a design standpoint having to balance all that stuff is probably a massive mess um i think it just becomes a problem right and that's where it kind of lost lost me quite a bit. Yeah, is having to learn all these like, all right, we're adding thirty new weapons into the game and all this other stuff. And you're like, all right, good luck balancing this stuff. Um, and it sounds like that they're going to be going away from that. That this next Warzone game will be a standalone thing, and hopefully they just focus on like, all right, this is our game. It's got nothing to do with our Call of Duty that comes out every year. 
and we're just going to make this its own separate thing. And I think that's the best decision they could have made, um, which is smart. I don't know. What do you think? No, I, I think I think that's basically how they've got to approach it. Um, it's just I don't know. Like, is is there? I know they haven't promised to stay the course, but I think there's sort of a unspoken agreement that they will, and I wonder how people react when they finally do move on i'm i'm going to be interested to see how people will react to that you know yeah um yeah i don't know i think they've gotten a a bunch more years out of it than they normally would out of a call of duty game but i don't think setting the bar super low means that hopping over it easily makes something good you know right yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Any other stuff that sort of come out from this Activision Blizzard Microsoft stuff that you want to mention? I can't really. Uh, off the top, mad. Testers at Raven formed a union, and Activision has sort of just ignored it. So yeah, that's not good. No. Uh, or if they didn't ignore it, they sort of like they folded the QA department into a bunch of different departments to try to split them up and stuff, which is just, mm-hmm. uh, it's all a big mess. I don't understand how it, like, I like they're just so actively shitty towards, like, they know their QA testers are real people. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just so shitty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, on top of that, continuing on, uh, Blizzard has announced that they're working on a, uh, a brand new survival game uh, in a new universe. Um, that's pretty much all we know <laughs> at that point. Yeah. Uh, they're looking at people to come and join the team. Um, I, I like. I wonder if this is the type of thing where they needed to start announcing this stuff because it'll probably be out in the open at some stage soon with this Microsoft acquisition coming out. Um, so they're just like, all right, it sounds pretty early from what they've written here. It does seem that, yeah, it's, it seems real early. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we'll see. So yeah, brand new. I, I don't know, like, well, uh, I don't like what does they... It's not so much announced as sort of just hiring. Yeah. Yeah, so, hiring for stuff. Because this like this sort of happened when um, Diablo Four was announced, right? Like they were hiring yeah. for a Diablo game, but yeah. they didn't announce Diablo. It's like yeah. we're working on the next thing, but just like I guess just trying to get in front of it to be like, hey, this yeah. is what we're doing. It's yeah. a survival game. Because um, you know if they they, they want to hire people, right? Right, and be like, hey, we're looking for designers, and we're working on these skills like have you done survival games and then people dig into that and like hey it looks like blizzard's making a survival game because they're hiring people for yeah these types of skill sets um so jumping out in front of that is probably a smart decision and this game may never come out who knows (laughs) um but like would you be interested in a a blizzard style survival game at this point like what does that sort of look like it's like uh, i don't know i mean i love survival games so i'd definitely be interested 
Um, yeah. I'm apprehensive of what Blizzard has become. So uh, I guess I'd be, you know, cautious, but cautiously optimistic. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they've got some some worlds where they could create some really interesting, uh, you know, games based on, on what they've already made. You know, I think personally I'd prefer it be in in one of my favorite blizzard franchises uh you know right. diablo starcraft or warcraft oh. or starcraft i think a starcraft overwatch survival game would be fucking cool uh i'd be less thrilled for a overwatch one but i'd still play it still hey, give it a run see a, a first person starcraft game do it like battlefield do it do yep. it uh, all right. What about, what, about, Next. what about what about what about a survival game, right? Mm. Where you're just a dude, you're like a, a fucking worker orc in Warcraft, you're like zug zug, and you go fucking yeah. chop down trees, and that's what you do. You just I chop mean down that trees. is it. It's, yeah, it's a survival game staple. Do it. Right now, I'm in. Uh, next up, we got Respawn, the creators of games such as Apex Legends or Jedi Fallen Order, uh, have announced they're working on three Star Wars titles currently. So the sequel to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, um, a first-person Star Wars game, and a strategy game. Uh, Respawn is a Star Wars team now, it sounds like. They, they make Star... They, well, yeah, they sort of... They're the only ones they can trust right um but i guess also making star wars products requires a certain amount of um uh corporate management and respawn has a knack for it so uh you know they they exhibited a knack for it with star wars jedi fallen order and so it's one of those things where once you've you've done it well once maybe yeah you go back to that that well yeah so yeah i'm excited to see another jedi fallen order game yeah uh if they don't another, make what were you gonna say i was gonna say another republic commando game is that what exactly. it's gonna be that's what i was gonna say if they don't <laughs> make a fucking another republic commando game then they're out of their fucking minds that should be the first person shooter and a strategy game. I don't, I don't fucking know. Do can, oh, 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 yes. Yes, they can do Generals too, but in Star Wars. Right? Because they don't have to dance around the fact that they can't have the fucking GLA, right? Because they're hideously racist. Uh, they could just have Generals mechanics. But in Star Wars, just have... Like, they're fighting over fucking Aldrian or some shit. Have the fucking fish people show up fucking Jar Jar Binks can be a general or some shit it's genius yeah. we just did it we've done it it's done make it make it so make it so happens as they say in Star Wars make it so yep. your favourite yep. star game uh, alright next up we got Crytek announces Crisis 4 this was uh, late last night I think it come through yeah. um, just a little teaser trailer that is Feel like all we got right i don't know <laughs> there's no gameplay footage nothing like that no. just a trailer yeah um and uh, know, is, is, does crisis I, sort of get I people excited care. anymore 
I don't care. Yeah, I yeah. don't. I don't care. I don't know. It just doesn't. It's not really fucking rocking my my boat. I guess. Uh, I think by three, the series has gotten pretty uninteresting to me. So. What about you? What are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I'll wait and see. I, I really, I think after that remaster, they've sort of lost a bit of their um, their goodwill. I guess yeah. we'll see what happens. You know, with this next one, with the their brand new game as opposed to what they put out last time, because uh, it didn't go over pretty well. I mean, at least they sort of held it back and worked on it a bit more. They got there eventually. Sure. Um, but I don't know like what a crisis game looks like. like. I want to see the gameplay before I start judging it, uh, which is probably I don't know. I, I, I'm guessing they'll probably see something soon if they're announcing it, sort of teasing it now. Um, or maybe it'll be like a thing where we have to wait until like June-ish, yeah. somewhere around there. Yeah, probably. Uh, all right, next up and the last piece of news we got here: Elden Ring is coming out. It has gone gold. It is, it is here soon. Which is interesting because uh, there was... So Dark Souls uh, has gone offline. I don't know Mm -hmm. if it's come back online. And uh, yeah, there's a a pretty significant um, security flaw with the the online portion of the Souls games. Not just Dark Souls, but two, three, remastered, all suffer from a pretty significant security flaw. And uh, data miners of the uh, of Elden Ring have found the same flaw there. So uh, there's a chance. I thought I thought we might wind up seeing a fucking delay as a result but uh it doesn't doesn't appear to have been the case the servers i think are still down which yeah. isn't i mean they they did a patch right an unofficial patch a couple of days ago yeah so maybe it's uh i think they're still it's down just in the process of cert the proper yeah. one could be but yeah. uh yeah if it was an easy fix, then it won't affect Elden Ring too much. I'm still extremely excited for Elden Ring. Uh, very keen to play it sooner rather than later. Don't know when that's going to be. But yeah. Uh, hopefully this, this problem won't impact it too much. No. All right. There you go. That is the news for this week. Um, let's wrap things up here. Do we have any questions that have we been sent do. through? We do have what questions. We got? We're... Oh, a bunch of questions. Yes, okay. Fridge Monster Man writes, Hi Luke, hi Job. Do games journalists or reviewers have a responsibility or obligation to push back against bad practices in the games industry? Thinking of aggressive predatory microtransactions, loot boxes, NFTs, and workplace culture things like crunch and abuse. Uh, Do critics and journalists have... Uh, responsibility or obligation to push back against bad practices in the games industry. Luke, what do you reckon? Uh, it's a tricky line to draw, right? Because um, I like I'm not going into a um, 
what can we give as an example? I don't know. And I, I haven't reviewed one like, lately. Like an Activision Blizzard game, right? Mm. The, next, yep. the Call of Duty and give it a one because of the way they've been treating their stuff. I don't know. I just don't. That's not... I don't think the right way to go about it. Yeah. Um, like saying games journalists or reviewers slash critics, right? Is interesting because I think journalists do and I think critics do not. Uh, microtransactions, aggressive predatory microtransactions or loot boxes, when they impact the gameplay, yeah. then I think critics have a responsibility. I've uh, done to, that to in to the past. About, yeah, you have. Particular um, NBA 2K. I mean, yeah. we, we've gotten to a point now where we don't get code for NBA 2K. They just don't no. send it out anymore. Even though um, nobody likes basketball uh, in uh, the Australian games media more than us it just doesn't happen yeah i mean um, they they basically send it out when the game gets released at this point like they're not yeah. they don't do that game sells it doesn't need yeah people to critique it so <laughs> yeah which is a shame because that's not the function of, of criticism but yeah yeah they just wield it that way um if nfts were to impact the game play then similarly uh i think critics would have a responsibility but uh, workplace culture, like crunch and abuse, I don't actually think, I personally do not think it should enter into uh, the conversation about uh, game criticism. Quality, yeah. Because uh, you are talking about the game itself. And if anything, it is your responsibility as a games critic to critique the work that was done. And I think... Uh, people who have been subjected to, to crunch and abuse would uh, would uh, not like it if you were to critically analyze their work uh, based on the, the experience they had while working you, because, you know, they, they want or, I, you know, you presume everyone wants analysis of their output not of mm -hmm. the fucking process involved unless you know obviously uh, well that's what the journalists do so yeah it is a tricky one journalists yes absolutely critics sometimes depending if it impacts the game itself i think right yeah but like we've like there are other methods in which you can push back i mean I stopped playing Warzone because uh, I'm, I don't agree with what ActiBlizz has been up to. Mm -hmm. um, and it feels gross to support that. Um, even with just, you know, loading into the game, which sucks because I've been looking for a Battle Royale and now I've got to go back to fucking PUBG. God damn it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, like that's that's the deal, right? That's the the situation. There are mm. ways that it happens, and there's also unseen, unspoken, un uh, unknown ways that these bad practices can impact critical analysis. Uh, because at the end of the day, everything we do, uh, everything we know and see and say and feel, it impacts our critical analysis. So. Mm. Yeah, and then there's the other case of, um, 
it happens sometimes the like generally when we're getting stuff for pre-release we're signing some sort of nda most most of the time not often most of the time it is sometimes there isn't sometimes they're just like whatever um and and occasionally there'll be things in there talking about stuff we can't talk about whether it's story points or yeah um usually it's story points what was the big the big one would have been the last big one was um the last of us maybe yeah last big game like not talking about the second half of that game ridiculous um, but yes yeah and like there are points where you can push back on that sort of thing um the last did we talk about it on here like the the nda ea tried to get us to sign for battlefield like we pushed back on that one i don't, I don't think we did no, like they had stuff in their NDA for that, and I, we we basically went back to them. It was for the review, and was like, "I'm not signing this. <laughs> like, yeah. you need to fix your wording in this." It was talking about things like not being able to record gameplay footage, yeah. and uh, um, take screenshots, and you couldn't record certain sections of the game. And uh, I think I sent it to you guys, and was like, "Does this say we can't record footage during our review?" Like, that's a bit. Yeah. Weird, right? And so we pushed back on that, sent it back to them and said, I'm not signing this. You guys need to fix your your wording. And they were basically saying like, oh no, we don't mean it like that. And I'm like, it says we can't do it. Like you need to fix it. And so we eventually got them to sort it out. But like tricky shit like that is <laughs> like some people just don't pick it up and they'll just completely miss it. And it can come back and bite you in the ass. Like, yeah. Nintendo is another one. I'm gladly talk about the shit Nintendo puts media through. Like, I'm at a point where I don't think media should cover their games anymore. They're such a shit company to work with. They are horrendous. They are probably one of the, probably the worst company to work with if you're trying to write anything about their stuff. They're also trash to their fans. Like, the things they do, taking down YouTube videos and trying to demonetize people for just doing anything creative um yeah. they're a night they've been a nightmare to work with in media for a, a long time now um something happened and they just completely changed uh, like they've got stuff in their ndas now that will be like we'll fine you like thousands of dollars like, ten thousand dollars i think it is. ten thousand dollars if if like you break this embargo if you say something you shouldn't have and it's like all right, well, maybe I just won't talk about your shit anymore because, and that, I haven't talked about internal stuff for ages because I just don't play any of their things anymore. Yeah. Uh, but also because they don't send out code to anyone unless no. they're, they're super selective on who they send their things out to. I yeah. just think we're at a point where people shouldn't cover their games anymore because uh, they're just, they're terrible to work with. And they, the, the things they try and get away with um, to try and limit people from talking about their stuff and threatening like media with these ridiculous fines if they say something they shouldn't um you know is horseshit so yeah it's shit so i, I don't know I, I i'm at a point where i don't i'm not interested in playing nintendo games anymore i, I haven't played my switch for fucking yonks yeah and i don't i i don't know why people don't stand up to them in the media and just say we're not reviewing your shit anymore like what's that that game came out is it tomorrow friday this new pokemon game right pokemon yep. legends Arceus. legends right yep. there are currently uh let me try and find i don't have that up at the moment um there wasn't a lot of reviews up when i first looked this morning it was like a right. handful like 20 or something globally yep. 
That's insane to me. Um, there's 36 on Open Critic right now. Yeah. Which yeah. is like for Nintendo's probably biggest game, one of Nintendo's biggest games of this year. It's because uh, they know it's not good. They're limiting right. it. So the people who are they highly know will, weighted will love it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, I just don't like their practices, what they've done. They no. they used to be good to work with and now they're just terrible. <laughs> yeah, because they think they're too big to fail. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Good question. Good question. Bridge Monster Man. Uh, the questions continue. Nice Nico writes, Dear The Gap, I have a few questions for you. Do you like Vegemite? I assume as Aussies you do. Is that racist? Have you tried Marmite? And <laughs> if you have, what did you think? Having tried both, I could say Marmite shits all over Vegemite. The latter being has a sorry, the latter has a chemical-like aftertaste that is very off-putting, whereas Marmite is just a deep, salty goodness. Slather it, slather it all over some good toast and butter. You're on to a real winner. Anyway, thanks for all the great podcasts. Lots of love. Nick. Luke, do you like Vegemite? No. You don't like Vegemite? No, it's terrible. Is this because you spent two years in San Francisco and now you think you're better than fucking Vegemite, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You fucking dog. Uh, have you tried Marmite? No. All right. Is it is it Marmite's the is it the UK one? Yeah, it is. Yes. Right. Okay. No, I've not. Uh, I do like Vegemite, and I have tried Marmite, and I've tried Promite, which was Dick Smith's knockoff. Uh, and if I had to rank them, I would go Vegemite, Marmite, and then some blank spaces, and then Promite, because um, Promite's the worst. Uh, Vegemite. Marmite definitely tastes different. I'll agree with you there. I do not think Vegemite is chemically tasting, uh, but it's definitely different. There's, uh, I think they're both an acquired taste, but they're both basically umami, uh, umami spread, right? Uh, which is, you know, just uh, the, is it the fifth flavor? There's sweet, there's sour, there's bitter there's something else and then there's umami um anyway there's uh there's the flavors and uh vegemite marmite they're just different styles of umami-ness uh you can use either one to like you see it actually you see it a bit right because they talk about these umami bombs when you're reading recipes for stuff Right, and they're like, uh, add fish sauce, right? Fish sauce is actually fucking awesome. But uh, if you accidentally go even a little bit overboard with it, and if you do it too late in the piece, uh, it has an overpowering quality. Like even just a couple of drips of fish sauce, it can be way too much. Uh, soy sauce has a bit of that flavor. Uh, tomato paste generally works because there's a concentration to it. What's the other one? Worcestershire sauce. However the fuck you say it. Worcester? Worcestershire. Worcestershire sauce. Uh, another umami. Interestingly, fish sauce. Worcestershire. Both made of fucking anchovies. Just fucking condensed anchovies. 
in, in a sauce. Anyway, uh, Vegemite is a good one to add uh, because, or, or Marmite, I suppose. Because, uh, yeah, they're just umami. They're just a fuck ton of umami flavor. Um, I, yeah. I don't really have, uh, like, my wife loves Vegemite, so I think we go with Vegemite. Uh, my, my wife. wife. My wife. Um, <laughs> I gotcha. Got him. You fucking burned me. <laughs> um, and uh, Marmite's pretty hard to find here. Uh, at least Promite's gone forever. That's all that matters. Yeah. Anyway, you maybe uh, also I think you spread Marmite thicker than you're supposed to spread Vegemite. And if you do Vegemite the way you spread Marmite, you're in for a bad time. Because you're supposed to use like uh, just enough to spread on your toast yeah. of Vegemite. And Marmite, I've seen people go fucking ham with that shit. Uh, like they're doing peanut butter or some shit. Mm. You do not do Vegemite that way. Unless, unless you want to fuck your life up. Yeah. Uh... Good question, Nick. Um, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, Krusty Raven writes, we got another question. You know who else likes salty goodness? Uh, I believe the unspoken answer there is your mum. Uh, and that segues to my next question. Anyone salty about outlaying actual hard-earned money green for a game? And what was that game? Cheers for the last while driving to and from work. Uh, outlaying harder money or green for a game, and what was the game? When was the last time I was mad that I paid money for a game? Wasn't thrilled that I paid money for fucking six inches under, considering it's ten hour, uh, ten hours long. I felt a little bit fucking miffed, miffed about it. But generally, I'm able to recognize whether or not I'm going to be fucking mad about something uh, before the two hour window closes. Uh. So I'm able to fucking bail before I can before the point of no return, and I can still do my Steam refund. Usually, pretty good with that stuff. If I had purchased Battlefield 2042, I would be salty as fuck. I'm salty as fuck, and I didn't lay out hard-earned money for that game. So uh, I can't even imagine how I'd feel if I had. What about you, Luke? When was the last time you were mad? paid money I for a game haven't gotten super mad i like the last two games i've refunded on steam with were um many motorways and paradise killer um, oh yeah was probably the two but i generally don't like i buy a lot of shit on steam <laughs> like Did a I? stupid amount of stuff on steam uh but also get a lot of keys as well yeah um i, I don't generally like refund games on steam i think i've only i'd say i've refunded less than maybe five games on steam at least yeah um yeah so i don't know man like i I don't generally get angry with stuff i've bought sure like the, the last bunch of games that i've reviewed on online is stuff i haven't bought that i've given bad scores so we're yeah. lucky in terms of that. Too true. Too true. Yeah. I guess we're in a fortunate position where we can play bad games without having to pay for them necessarily. Yeah. 
um not like a i, I don't recall the last time i've refunded like a you know 80 dollars game anything like that yeah yeah we have a pretty good nose for when something like that's gonna crash and burn and generally um like i'm playing that sort of stuff for a lot longer than the limitation of being able to refund it too true absolutely yeah yeah uh all right there you go good stuff crusty good questions a bunch of good questions how good is it i love it yeah. and that i it? guess that is the podcast that is a podcast. Um, anything you'd like to plug for this week you've been working on or give a shout out to? Stay tuned to my Twitter or our Discord for a really dumb video. Yeah. Really dumb. I'm very... I'm already proud of it and it's not quite finished. I'm going to capture a little bit more footage. But uh, yeah, it's, it's PUBG related and it's really dumb. Anyway, All what right. about you, Luke? Um, I will give a shout out to Lego. Um, I built some Lego over the weekend right. while we were listening to the hottest 100. Um, we built a, uh, two Star Wars things and a like architect one. Um, so they were, the, the Darth Vader helmet was like 850 pieces. And I think the Boba Fett one, like 700, yeah. um, Spent a couple hours doing that. It's the first time I built like proper a proper Lego set. It's just not like when you're a child and it's just a bunch Play. of blocks. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like it's full on like his his eight hundred pieces, or at least this particular set we got. Um, and it's like a book and you just flick through books and it shows you where pieces go. Um Yeah, it's really cool. I'm, I'm the problem with that stuff is I've got nowhere to put in this shit, so Yeah. That's your, the biggest problem I have. Your extremely bare-looking office couldn't get a fucking bookshelf or some shit. Well, no. When our stuff, when my stuff eventually arrives, has uh, your stuff we, still not arrived? No, it hasn't left yet. Still, hasn't left. Yeah. Holy fuck! <laughs> that uh, stuff's gone, man. It's gone. Let it go. File for insurance. <laughs> that is. We done. got an update this week that says they're they're they packed the shipping container or packed the boat and it's ready to leave nah. either today or tomorrow or something like that and we'll get nah. an update it's so good. eventually it'll come um, but no once our stuff does arrive I, I feel like half of it's going to end up on Gumtree because we've got no room for it anymore we've had to buy yep. a bunch of new shit um, but yeah this room will eventually get filled up of all the other stuff that I've got already and I, I don't know man maybe I'll have room but like the the stupid like big Star Wars stuff or the big Lego sets that you get like yep. that a a dumb amount of numbers, mm. like the one we bought the two that we bought were like, I think they were like seventy bucks or something like that sixty yep. bucks, like small ones. Right, it took a couple of hours to put together, um, but like the big stupid ones that are enormous, yeah, they they're they're the ones where you like oh, where am I going to put this thing? I like yeah. I need a room for, right. like I'd love to do it, but <laughs> at least with a jigsaw puzzle. It's, you know, a couple thousand pieces and it's a thin piece of sort of cardboard um, and you can you can put it somewhere, yeah. which is easy. Or you can just break them back up and put them back in a box. Um, you see, Fridge Monster Man was sharing, he's got like just a, a full fucking glass display cabinet that's right. just chockers with Lego. Yeah. 
And if you go over to Nate's house, it's pretty similar. He's got that shit's fucking everywhere. He's got multiple. Yeah. 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 No, it's really good. I, I highly recommend it. It's it's really well done. They've got like an app for it as well, which you can um, an app. Yeah, it, the, there's instructions on the app. Um, it shows you like the new stuff that is coming out or stuff that is going into like retirement. Um, retirement. So yeah, what does that mean? They, they like retire Lego sets. Why? I guess they're always coming out with new ones. All right. Right. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't make this stuff. Um, so yeah, anyway, that, that stuff's really cool. I enjoy it. Uh, all right, there you go. That is the show. You can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube, all the places you get podcasts from. You can find us on Discord, the gapodcast.com slash Discord. You can jump in there, talk about all things Wordle related, uh, video games, movies, food. Uh, you can play games as well. Jump in and uh, check that out. Really good, good fun on there. You can go to our, uh, social media facebook.com slash ga podcast twitter.com slash ga podcast you can go to our website the gapodcast.com it's got links to all those things we just talked about including uh, past episodes of the show if you want to go listen to the game of the year extravaganza maybe you missed it it's mm. on there uh go check that one out where uh, we've been drinking for most of it um very true that is all thanks to our patreon members if you want to help support this show you can go to patreon.com slash the ga podcast become a recurring member and uh, help us out a little bit uh it helps us do this show and uh get it out to everyone else on the internet so thank you to everyone it does uh, we appreciate your support on that one yes we're genuinely grateful it's fucking awesome thank you so much yeah um all right that is it uh you can find me twitter.com slash luke laurie l-a-w-r-i-e job is joby jojo i am on the internet and uh what's out next week joe something's out next week right i think so i don't next know next week we can is say. dying light 2. 2 yeah um, we should we should just like that i think hope i mean i hope so fucking shit maybe we won't we'll see um hopefully we can talk about that next week and uh that's when the uh there's a few more things coming out which we'll talk about at some stage eventually yes but hey there you go podcast done a lot shorter than last week thanks everyone listening we'll see you next week love you bye